I'm Rabbi Chaim Mintz, and welcome to the sixth episode of my weekly podcast, The Medj. Today, we have a special guest. His name is Stephen Kojo Karim. Now, he's a fashion critic, and he's also an entertainment personality, better known in the world as Kojo. You know what? I decided to have him here because he has great questions about Judaism, about God, and being that I'm a rabbi, from time to time, we should have challenging questions. So, Stephen, welcome to the podcast. Rabbi, uh, it's taken me years of therapy to finally come and speak to you and open myself up. <laughs> First of all, a lot of people don't know I'm not just a Jew. I'm an uber Jew in the caste system of Jews. My stock, I think, would be very high. My parents are from Romania, from the shtetl. Um, I really grew up steeped in the culture, and I am like Jewish warrior. I feel very strongly. So I got very well known in my career on the red carpet for all these different things. But a lot of people don't know that I'm Jewish, and they want some kind of picture or scientific proof. But I always say you don't. There's no proof. It's a feeling, right? No, a Jew is not a feeling. That's a great point. A Jew is a matter of fact. A, okay. a Jew is a, is, a, is an actual. It's a it's an actual fact. Okay. I can't. I can't talk myself into being Jewish, and I can't talk myself out of being Jewish. Mm. A Jew is a creation of God. Mm. Well, on that note, here's what really brought me to you, which is I feel deep, deep faith in my soul. Being Jewish has been the easiest, it's the only thing in my life that's not complicated. I wear it like a glove. But I'm the struggle for me right now as I'm delving deeper into spirituality is... Um, I, I feel tremendous faith. I feel the spirit. I feel something bigger than me. I feel creation. So I feel that, but I'm struggling with the actual image of God. I'm really questioning that right now in my life because I was brought up with a punishing God. With Every, every time I turned around, you spill milk, you do something, the, the locks goes bad, God's going to punish you. And I'm rejecting that. Something in my soul is that unrest right now. It's questioning. So I, I really would like your advice on how does one find a God? I'm going to preface by saying I'm really, forgive me if this is a harsh word, I'm rejecting the notion. My God, unfortunately, is Scrooge. He's an old man, and he's kind of mean. He's wagging his, his finger at me, and I'm searching for a more loving, accepting God. So I come to you. So first, first and foremost, first and foremost, um, if I, in my mind, had a picture of God the same way you do, I'd be an atheist today. <laughs> and unfortunately, yes. and unfortunately, the way you were brought up is a lot of children are brought up is with a God that is standing over with a stick. And your mother used God as a weapon to blame God if anything's going to happen to you. As many people in the religious world and in the religions of the world today, they say, because you did this, because you did that, God punished. And, you know, that's not the way God behaves. And, and each person and each person has to recognize that God did not create the world to be that you should be in fear and awe of God, because then you're going to be in therapy. Yes, and the most important yes. thing that God did, the very first thing that God did with the Jewish people was he brought them to Mount Sinai and he, and he said, hello, let me introduce myself. I am God, your Lord. I want a relationship with you. I first took you out of Egypt. I took you out of the mindset of slavery. I'm going to give you the eternal power that there's no such thing as you can't. Now, obviously, 
throughout the entire Torah. It does go and speak of, if you do this, you get this blessing. And if you don't do that, you get this. But the way I was brought up is that anything that happens to the Jewish people, there's a lesson for it. And every lesson is to come out with as a better person. So if you even look at the Holocaust, I'm not going to look at it as a punishment. I'm going to look this as a rough time. But yet, from that darkness, we created out of the darkness or transformed it into a greater light. I mean, we have a beautiful country where we are, we are building up like never before. We have more Jewish day schools than ever before. We, we, we have more Jews being observant than ever before. I mean, the Jewish people today are a lot more connected in a Jewish way than ever before. Even you, Stephen. Think about it. You may have come out of a Holocaust Romania type of a background. But at your age, you're still thinking. And you're still thinking, I know there's a God and I need to know. Mm-hmm. That's exactly And that's why you're here. Mm-hmm. So you could, have, you could have remained in the darkness that I gave it all up. But no. The concept is that the Jewish people are still searching because we know there's more to it. And it's not about punishment. It's about coming out of the darkness and finding that light. Great question you had. I also want to share something with you. Um, Some people crave maybe more the amateurs. You know, they want easy answers. And they crave these moments. I um, have had two kidney transplants. And uh, I was very, very ill, really on the brink of going to the other side, which is my follow-up question. Um, And that's where I really for the first time in my life, really realized what faith was. How I went to the chapel at Cedar sinai and I loved that it, it was there, it represented all religions. It was just a bench. And Rabbi, I felt something so powerful that day in my, in my marrow, you know? I felt uplifted. I, I felt this energy. Um, and then there was a point where I lost my first transplant, and I was very, very ill, and I prayed, and I gave up. I was so physically and emotionally tired that I gave it up and I just said, I, I throw it up to you, God. I don't know what to do. And Rabbi, I got better. I woke up and I started to see light. You know, I, I, when people ask me about that experience, I tell them I felt carried. So I felt being around you, I feel it the same. I, uh, so I, I, that's not a question. I just wanted to share that with you. because No, but you, but you bring up a point that has to be commented on. When a Jew who is very far away from Judaism and doesn't practice it, you ever notice what happens to them when they come to the Western Wall? They start crying. Yes. Why? And the reason is because inside we have a Jewish soul. We have a, a godly spark. And so when we get closer to any concept of God, it wakes us up. Mm. Why? Because there's a reality at the Western Wall that doesn't exist in, 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 in Lafayette, Louisiana. Mm. So when you, were, when you went into a... A, a, a place to pray to God. This is a place that people have transformed into a godly place. So you're able to, your soul inside you connect yes. to the of yes. a godliness. Do not underestimate the power of your soul, no matter how observant or religious a person is. Yes. You will fit. You've already given me great comfort, I want you to know. Um, Thank you. In, in talking about uh, just, just the fact that we're still searching and still asking the questions that something is, is alive, you know. Uh, it's just um, with growth, let's say, and, and you know, some of us mature, the questions get deeper, I think, as you get older. So, um, and what about, where does, so I, I'm, I'm at the, t- I know that you can't give me any easy answers, but my biggest task right now is finding a God that feels right for me. 
you know? That, that there is, is no such thing that is a God that's right for you. Okay, please tell me. There's only one God. Mm. There's only one God. The question is, how do you have a relationship with your mother? You only have one mother. Mm. How do you have a relationship with your father? You only have one dad. Mm. It's up to the two of you to be able to come together and say, let's have a good relationship. Now, there's only one relationship that I can have with God, and that is, I know what God expects of me. If I don't do anything that God expects of me, then my relationship is broken. It's always going to be, well, I don't want to do anything, but I want you to still love me. Mm. That's why Judaism is a relationship religion with God with a lot of expectation of a Jew to do in this world. Mm. I have to put on my tefillin. By me putting on my tefillin is how I connect to God. That's my relationship. Just like if my daddy told me I got to clean up my room. That was important to him. I got to clean up the room. Mm. So you make your relationship with God the way you want to. Mm -hmm. If you decide, well, I just want to have, you don't bother me and I don't bother you, or I can ask questions and I can get the answers. All right. <laughs> you have a superficial relationship, just like a love life. You cannot have a relationship with a lover, but never do anything for them. If you don't do anything for them, relationship doesn't exist it right it perishes um that helps about uh relationship so as you can see as i've sort of as i'm telling you i feel like i'm in confession but i don't is there such a thing as jewish confession um so two a couple more questions one so let's when i'm looking for comfort okay here's another i, I i'm like a minor league compared to your major league wisdom um, but I will, I, for people who are listening, who are maybe like me, so Jewish in their soul and in their heart, um, but maybe are more in the material world, I've, I've, had ever, I've had tremendous material success, the mansions, the cars, and just so any of the kids who are listening who want a Lamborghini and they want to look like Kanye West, it was very unfulfilling. You know what I mean? I think the, the lessons are you want to you wanna dig deeper. Um, okay, my next question is... Uh, when I seek comfort, when I'm tormented or anguished or worried, that's my biggest struggle. I've learned, I think it's sometimes it's just prayer, you know? What do we do, Jews of my ilk, who are looking for comfort? Is it to connect? You will notice something, and this I really, I, there were two types of Jews that were in the Holocaust. Both suffered, but the person who had faith, meaning, I know that God is here with me. Mm -hmm. Why I'm going through this, I don't know. That's God's problem to figure mm -hmm. out. My job is to recognize this is my garden of Eden that he put me in right now. So the Jew that had faith goes and says, I'm going to find a way. It's Passover tomorrow night. I'll find a way to eat matzah and tell over the story of Passover in my head. Mm -hmm. The person who didn't have that kind of relationship went and said like this, I hate God. Mm -hmm. Why would God put me here? I don't have any answer. Mm -hmm. And they walked away. Whenever there are issues, they go like this, I'm here by myself. Mm. All I can say to you is, how do you get faith? There's only one way of getting faith. Faith is only based upon knowledge. The more you know and understand how something works, for example, I'm married to my wife. If my wife went out and bought something and she spent a lot of money on it, the very first thing I go and say is, I know my wife enough that she's not going to waste money. Why did she spend money on it? I have faith until I figure out the answer. Mm. So the more you know about God, mm -hmm. and the more you have a relationship with God, the easier it is. 
Today, there are a lot of Jewish people that are suffering because of the coronavirus. Mm -hmm. Many of the religious Jewish people were hit, and many of them even died. Mm -hmm. But you don't see a mass exodus of their children running away from Judaism because of this. Mm -hmm. And the reason is, we don't know God's way. But I know enough about God, there was a reason. Why? I don't know. Punishing is not what it's about. I guess God wants more of me right now. And I got to dig in deeper and reveal that light. Mm. So the more you know, you really don't even need faith. Because you know that God is right there with you. That is so beautiful. Thank you. Because uh, I do have faith. And, uh, and, and you know, I'm going to add to it, like sort of a leap of faith sometimes. But I definitely don't feel alone. Um, you know, I brought something up before about death. Um, when I was close to it. And uh, I'm frustrated with, in our religion, maybe I don't know enough, whenever I ask learned people about where do Jews go, which I've never gotten a proper answer, I keep hearing the other side. And I'm like, what is this, the final act of Fiddler on the Roof? I, I, I need more of a grasp, because my parents are taka, 90 years old, and I'm going to have to ask that question one day. Where do they go? So the other side, what I'm saying respectfully, Rabbi Mintz, is it's not good enough for me. It's too vague, the other side. Can you shine any light on, on that? Where do 100%, we go? 100%. Stephen, you were alive and well before you came into this world. Proof? Your body is dead without a soul. Mm -hmm. Your soul is your primary you. Mm -hmm. It's your conscious. It's your personality. Mm -hmm. and, it's, and it's what gives you the energy to think and to choose. So you were alive and well before. The only difference between before birth and after death is nothing. It's the same soul. You're only shedding the body. When you were born, you took on a body. The, the soul needs a suit to be able to walk around in a physical world. Mm -hmm. So nothing has changed when you die. The only thing is you go back to the same place where you came from. So there's no such thing as other side. You want to call it heaven, call it heaven. I, I would like to say one thing. The difference between Judaism and all other religions in the world is, I never heard a Jew say, I hope when I die, I go to heaven. <laughs> the reason why we don't have that in our psyche, because we Jews do not believe the end of everything is heaven. Mm. You see, when God created Adam and Eve, they, if they didn't sin, they never would have died. Mm. They would have been living heaven on earth. Our job as Jews is, is to bring back the heaven concept on earth. Those that die will come back as a resurrected body again. The whole resurrection thing was hijacked by another religion that an individual got resurrected. But that is a primary, it's one of the 13 principles of faith of the Jewish people, that when the Messiah comes, everybody resurrects back into this world and lives their heaven reward on earth because you worked for it during your lifetime. Proof to the pudding, I enjoy my beautiful Shabbos table, the beautiful foods. Why would God make me suffer and look down from heaven while all the Jews are still eating the beautiful Shabbos food and being able to feed homeless people in heaven? You can't do that. It's boring there. The only way to connect God to God is by physically being in this world oh, and having a relationship physically. So the more physical I act towards God, the more spiritual I really am. 
which is totally opposite of every other religion. You spoke before that I had all the material and had all the Lamborghini. God bless you, you should have it. Your problem was you had the Lamborghini for yourself. I would have used the Lamborghini if I had one to take a child on their first day of school and said, kid, I want you to recognize how important your education is. Get in the Lamborghini. <laughs> I want everybody to know how special education is. Mm. Now your Lamborghini is a tool for God. Wealth is power for good. Poverty is power for the world to do good. Why people are rich and why people are poor? It's not for me to answer. That's God. Mm. If I was a rich man, it's a question that Jesus should never ask mm. because I'm exactly the way God wants me to be. Mm. So the fact that you, Stephen, made it and became very wealthy, but God wanted you to do something with your wealth. Yeah. You still have time in life to take your wealth and transform it for a godly purpose. Yes. And I get that now. You know, I had to learn some lessons. A fool is parted with his money. God kicked me in the tuchus. And I'm grateful for all those lessons. Truly. That's true. But Steve, I would suggest one thing because we do have to wrap it up. The most important thing that you should take from today's yes, sir. Um, discussion that we had, mm -hmm. people can ask questions, but our rabbis teach us if a person learns for knowledge, the knowledge is forgotten. If you learn to do action, then the knowledge lasts forever because every time you do the action, you remind yourself why you're doing it. Think about it. I, will. I don't know if you have a pair of tefillin. You don't but if you did stop putting it on, uh -huh. imagine how much God will love you even more. Okay. That's a relationship that I do daily. Hmm. Okay, you've opened a really. I'm, my so, I'm so touched. It's such a warm, lovely feeling. Thank you. What an honor to be in your presence. And thank you. You've really helped me a lot. You did a mitzvah. Can I say too. something in yes, return? Sir. Yes. You, you you give me kudos because I'm a rabbi that it's an honor. It is. But remember one thing. Look how God created you. If I do something good for God, God said I expect it from the rabbi. But if all of a sudden Stephen does something Jewish, God goes, whoa, where did that light come from? So you can make God happier in a way than more than I can. That's very So if anything, it's my honor to be with you. Thank you. It's just nice to be around someone that you respect. That you know, I was brought up. That's the good part of Thank the upbringing. You. And here, my final compliment is: in in my world, calling someone a rock star is the ultimate compliment. So you, Rabbi Mintz, are a rock star. Thank you. Thank you. Good evening. Welcome back, everybody. Do you know that this weekend, in fact, it's July twenty fourth, twenty twenty, that the Olympics was supposed to begin, but because of Corona. It didn't happen. It's going to begin, God willing, next year. But think about it. Whenever the Olympics come around, you ever notice how the pageantry is of their entire country? They put it on display. And everybody, when you was in China, it was like totally China. Next year, you'll be in Japan. Japan's going to be putting everything up how great Japan is. Imagine if it was right now, the opening ceremony here in America. Would we feel patriotic? Would we be feeling that we can put everything like, yeah, America's great, it's on display? What's going on in our country? I don't think everybody has that 
Well, let me read to you an article. How many of you were around in 2002, only 18 years ago, when we had the Salt Lake Games? You remember that? The Olympics. Let me read to you. The organizers have told by the International Olympic Committee, I'm reading right out of this, the, the Salt Lake Tribune here, that what? Tone down your patriotism during the 2002 Winter Olympics. Do not bring up the September 11th. We were told by the world, uh, excuse me, tone down your patriotism. These games are true held in the United States. We have a deep respect for you. But it's about the games. It's not about USA. Listen to what Mitt Romney, because Mitt Romney was the president of the Olympic Committee at that time. He went and said, a tribute of some kind will occur in an hour before the show, before the show, not even anywhere. And he says, it's not designed to be patriotic American on display during the games this year. Do you realize America was being told by the world, stop being patriotic. You were being felt guilty at the time to go and say, USA, USA. All of a sudden, it started being in our psyche. Tone it down. Even before September 11th, in the 1984 Los Angeles and the 1996 Summer Games, we were told, around the world, it's like, boys, those Americans are always beating their chest. Tone it down. So we were getting a dose of you Americans you can't make us feel bad. You Americans, calm it down. Why isn't the world telling us to not be so patriotic? Are you telling me that in Japan, they're not going to go and show how beautiful Japan is? Are you kidding me? Nobody tones it down. What is happening here in America? And why is it here in America that there are so many people willing to go and destroy our cities and saying America is terrible? And why is it today so many people are feeling, I, I'm not putting up a flag. Uh, people are going to look at me. We're, we're feeling guilty to be this way. What is going on? Where is your patriotism today? Why are we feeling guilty? A lot of that's going on does not make sense. I'm a Democrat. I can't find anybody putting a flag up. In my community, most people are Democrats. Many of them are Republicans, too. I don't see no flags. Are we that demoralized? I told you a long time ago when I started this podcast, everything that I'm going to say to you, whether you agree with me or you don't agree with me, I'm going to have thoughts that are going to make you think what is really going on. You want to blame Trump for the root of all evil? So be it. Trump has his issues. But what's going on in this country, that we have people in Congress today saying, anti-Semitic things and anti-Israel? Where is this coming from? This is a destabilization of our values. What is happening to us? I love my country in general. Not everybody had a fair shake coming to this country or living in this country. But even with all of the nastiness, we are the only country that everybody's trying to run to get into. We're still the best. Let's not forget who we are. If we open the Olympics today here in America, 
Would you be wearing a flag on your car like you used to? Sad day when we are feeling guilty of being a patriot. It's time to be a mensch and give thanks to this beautiful country. It's not as evil as it's being portrayed. It's time for you to stand up, put out a flag, be a mensch. Hi, welcome back. Do you know Alex Trebek? You know, the Jeopardy host? Suffering from stage four pancreatic cancer, but he's doing good right now. He's saying a lot. His wife really, really is saving his life. He came out with a book this week, and it's called The Answer Is Reflection on My Life. And he's writing so many beautiful things. And he writes a wonderful line. And that line is, when he talks about his wife, he says, we are one soul in two bodies. Now, that may sound very romantic, but I got to tell you something. It's the way God made it. Adam and Eve were two separate bodies, but one soul. Man is not complete until he's married. And then we say he's finished. No, I'm teasing. The reality is when a person gets married, the whole wedding ceremony is a concept of blessing the two souls that are coming back together again. So when you get married, you don't look for what you want. You look for what you need. Because what you need is the same needs the other person will be able to fill for you. And those are the two souls. Those two half souls coming together as one. So those that are looking for love, go out there and find your other half. Think about what you need. And watch him or her give you exactly what you need and like that. You will know that's the one. Go out there, be a mensch in your dating, and God bless you. And to everybody else that's out there that is not dating, may you all have a fantastic week. And remember, every one of us make the right choice because you always have to be a mensch. God bless you all.